0: I've got some news for you today, and it may sound shocking, but my news to you is, you do not have to pay taxes. Did I get your attention with that? You do not have to pay taxes. And I've also got some news for you school-age kids. You do not have to do your homework assignments. You do not have to do your homework. Are you listening to me now? Are you paying attention? I think those would be pretty shocking statements to a lot of people. But, of course, we have to add some qualifiers. There's some qualifiers to what I just said. You don't have to pay taxes if you didn't make any money. <laughs> so you don't have to pay taxes. If you don't make money, just realize you don't have to pay any taxes on not making any money. And school kids, you do not have to do your homework assignment today because tomorrow is a school holiday. There's no school tomorrow, so you don't have to do your homework today, but you do have to do it before school starts again on Tuesday. And so there's some qualifiers to the statements that I just made. Alright. Now with that in mind, when when you get those qualifiers in mind, when you get all the information about the subject, you can understand it. It's not such so, those statements are not so shocking, are they? Alright, here's one more. Here's another statement I want you to consider. You do not have to be baptized. You do not. You do not have to be baptized. Are you listening to me? Somebody said, well, wait just a minute now. That's not my understanding of what the Bible teaches. And by the way, that's not what you have always taught. You've always taught that baptism is necessary for the remission of sins. In fact. We sort of uh, stand unique in the religious world. There are others, but we're somewhat unique in the fact that we insist that people be baptized. That you must be baptized for the remission of sins. And so what's this that you're telling us now? You do not have to be baptized. Well, we want to qualify that statement. And our study this morning is based upon a big if. You do not have to be baptized if. Some other things follow, and we're going to mention those qualifiers in our study this morning. We stop here just to say thanks to everybody. It's been mentioned by several already that it's a beautiful day in Middle Tennessee, a wonderful opportunity to come together to worship God. We're glad that you are here to be a part of it. We're thankful for your encouragement and participation in these joint efforts of worship and Bible study. We are blessed. Surely we are blessed by our time together. We pray God will be glorified by all that we do. If you are a visitor, we're very grateful you've come and we're open to your questions about what we're doing and why we do it this way. If we can help you in any way, please let us know. Thanks to one and all for being here today. So the big if. You don't have to be baptized if. uh, There are some important qualifying statements to add to that. For instance, you do not have to be baptized if you are not accountable. Now, what do we mean by that? When we say if you're not accountable? Well, it may mean that you literally are not capable of understanding what God's will is. You just can't understand what God wants you to do. And if that's the case, if you're not able to understand His will for you, then you're not accountable to that will and you don't have to obey any part of it. You don't have to be baptized. Now, that could be That the reason why you are not able to understand and therefore not accountable is because maybe you are too young. You know, I I was I was looking over here at the Smith baby. He's not accountable this morning. He can't understand a word we're saying. He's here. We're grateful that he's here, but he's not able to comprehend the words that we're speaking. He can't understand these things. He's not accountable to these things. Or it might be that there's someone who is mentally handicapped, uh, doesn't have the mental capacity. To understand what God's will is, and if that's the case, if you're just simply in those kinds of circumstances, you don't have to be baptized. You are not accountable to God's law. In our reading, James read for us from James, or excuse me, from Romans chapter. James read from Romans chapter six, and and, and the first part of that chapter very much is is all about baptism and and describing baptism and speaking of the importance of baptism. For instance, in verse 3, which he read, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? And so the context here has baptism all through it. But skip down to verse 17. In verse 17, Paul says, God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Notice the expression, obeyed from the heart. And so in a chapter that very much begins describing the importance of baptism, it talks about obeying from the heart. That denotes that you would have an understanding, that you're able to comprehend, and that you're capable of making a conscious decision and a determined commitment to the Lord. You obey from the heart. If you're not able to obey from the heart, then you're not expected to obey. If you can't understand and comprehend and make a decision, take the evidence, take the information, draw a logical conclusion, then you're not accountable to those things. And you don't have to be baptized. But, a very big but here, but if, but if you can comprehend, then... This caveat that we're describing here does not apply to you and you must be baptized. If you're able to understand and comprehend, if you have the capacity to make determined decisions, then you must be baptized. Look again at this text. We're baptized into his death. What happened in his death? That's where Jesus shed his blood, right? Right. And so in baptism is where we have access to the blood of Jesus. And if you want access to the blood of Jesus, you must be baptized. By the way, concerning those infant children like the Smith baby and others, our religious friends are wrong when they say babies ought to be baptized. Because babies don't need to be baptized. Jesus himself said in Matthew 18, verse 3, The very I say to you, except you be converted and become as little children... You shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Little children are innocent and they don't need to be baptized because they are innocent. They're not accountable because they can't understand. And so infant children clearly don't need to be baptized. All right. You see, you see the idea that we're developing here? You, you don't have to be baptized if some other things are true. One of them would be this accountability thing. Another would be if you've not sinned in any way. You do not have to be baptized, big F here, you do not have to be baptized if you have not sinned in any way. What's baptism for? What's the purpose of baptism? Well, it's for those who have sinned and need to be saved from their sins. Jesus said in Mark 16, verse 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So baptism is for salvation. But I'm telling you, if you've never sinned, and therefore you are not lost, if you don't need to be saved, then you can ignore all the instructions about baptism. You don't need to be baptized if you don't need to be saved. All right? We just want to be very clear about that. Look at Acts chapter 2. Very famous passage there. It's the conclusion of Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost. He was preaching to the very people who had been responsible for crying out that Jesus should be crucified. And and he convinced a number of them. And it says in Acts 2, verse 37, When they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts, said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Be baptized, Peter says, for the remission of sins. Did these people need that? Did they need the remission of sins? Yes. They were directly responsible for the crucifixion of God's only begotten Son. Did they need to be saved? Did they need the remission of sins? Absolutely yes. They realized it and Peter told them they need to repent and be baptized. But again, uh, if you're not like them, you never have sinned, never, ever have sinned, then you don't have to be baptized, okay? Okay. We're just going to give you an out. You don't have to be baptized to understand. But understand, Romans 3 verse 23 says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Well, you're not going to get off on that exception, are you? That exception is not going to apply to you. If you're an accountable person, you have sinned. And you need to be saved from sin. You need to be baptized. So, you don't have to be baptized if you're not sinned in any way. But there's actually... A little catch to these considerations, because you've got to think about Jesus, because Jesus was, in fact, a sinless man, right? Jesus was the only man who ever lived sinlessly, but he was still baptized. And he explained it in Matthew chapter 3, verse 15, when he said it was to fulfill all righteousness. You remember this? This is the baptism of Jesus by John the Baptist. And so Jesus went to John the Baptist, Matthew 3, beginning verse 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? I think John's reaction here was absolutely appropriate. Uh, John knew full well the identity of Jesus as God's son, as the promised Messiah. And and John's reaction was, you want me to baptize you? No, you should be baptizing me. But Jesus says, suffer it to be so, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. Jesus basically said that this needed to be done because it was the right thing to do. Jesus, who was a sinless man, still was baptized because he said, it's the right thing to do. And so even if we never sinned, although that's not, that's not us, right? That doesn't apply to us. Of course, we have sinned. But even if we had never sinned, it would still be the right thing to do. And even as Jesus was baptized of John, it was to fulfill all righteousness. It was the right thing to do. But you don't have to be baptized. You do not have to be baptized if you are unwilling to repent, if, if you don't have to be baptized if you're not accountable you don't have to be baptized if you're sinless but if you are accountable and you have sinned you still don't have to be baptized if you're not willing to repent because the fact of the matter is that if you were baptized it wouldn't do any good you could be baptized but if you're unwilling to repent of your sins as a precursor to your baptism it would be ineffectual if Now, what is repentance? We know we talk about that a lot, but maybe there are people in our world who are not familiar with that phrase. It's easy, right? Repentance is the idea of having a change of heart and it leads me to a change in action. And so I've been doing some things that I shouldn't do. I've been sinning. But I have a change of heart about those sins. I've determined to change to stop doing those things. That's what repentance is. But if I'm not willing to do that then there's no use in being baptized. Go back to Acts 2.38 again. It talked about being baptized. But notice, before baptism, there was repent. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If I'm not willing to repent, baptism is necessary. But if I'm not willing to repent before that, then it won't do any good. I could be, I could be dipped in the water a hundred times and it wouldn't do any good if I wouldn't repent. And so if I'm a thief and I'm not willing to stop my thieving, I'm just going to keep right on doing the same things again. No use being baptized. If I'm a drunkard, but I don't intend to give up my alcohol, then there's no use being baptized. If I'm a liar, but I'm not willing to stop lying No reason to be baptized. If I won't repent, there's no use in being baptized. That is our point here. But remember, Jesus said in Luke 13, verse 3, I tell you nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Let me add another thing here. You do not need to be baptized if you have already been properly baptized. Now, think about that for a minute. You don't have to be baptized if you've already been properly baptized. No, you don't have to be baptized again and again and again. We got a lot of friends in the religious world who very much disagree with us about the necessity of baptism. And they offer up all kinds of arguments, all arguments which we believe we can answer. But one of the arguments you hear sometimes from these folks is, well, if baptism is for the remission of sins, if I have to be baptized for the forgiveness of sins, then I suppose I have to be baptized again every time I sin. I have to be baptized over and over and over again. Well, of course, that's, we've never taught that. And that's an absolute misrepresentation of what we believe. No, you don't, if you've been baptized properly, you don't have to be baptized over and over again. If a Christian, one who's already been properly baptized, sins, we believe that certainly Christians sin. Those who've already been baptized sin. But the New Testament describes what we have sometimes have identified as a second law of pardon. And the second law of pardon, the first law of pardon is be baptized for remission of sins. But we sometimes talk about the second law of pardon that applies to those who are already properly baptized who subsequently sin, what do they do? And, of course, the perfect example of that is in Acts chapter 8, in the case of Simon the sorcerer. In Acts chapter 8, beginning verse 12, when the Samaritans believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon the sorcerer himself also believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Simon the sorcerer was baptized. All indication is his baptism was absolutely proper and correct and accurate. Not long after that, he sinned. You remember the apostles came to Samaria from Jerusalem. And the apostles were able to physically lay hands on people and impart to them the ability to perform miracles. Simon the sorcerer greedily wanted to purchase that ability. He wanted to buy that power to Give people miracle-working abilities. And he offered to buy it from the apostles, of course, which was a very corrupt offer in itself. And Peter said to him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness." And in the bond of iniquity. He was in bad shape spiritually, right? He had sinned. He had alienated himself from God because of his sin. What was he told to do? He was told, again, to repent, but not be baptized in this instance. Repent and pray to God. That's what we refer to as the second law of pardon. And so if you've already been properly baptized, you do not have to be baptized again. Because you've already been properly baptized. But when you sin, you have to do what Simon the Sorcerer was told to do. Repent and pray for forgiveness. You know, we've actually got a case of some men that were baptized, rebaptized, baptized baptized again. You know where I'm going here. In Acts chapter 19, Paul was in the city of Ephesus. Uh, and he encountered some people who identified themselves as disciples. But Paul had some questions for them. And he specifically asked them about their understanding of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. And they said, we don't even know if there is such a thing as a Holy Spirit. And Paul said to them, unto what then were you baptized? And they said, unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus so here's some men who had not, and it's a little bit hard to imagine, but this was years after Pentecost, and they had not learned about the baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. They had previously been baptized following the teaching of John the Baptist, but they were unaware of the teaching concerning being baptized in the name of Christ. They had been physically baptized, But get this, their understanding wasn't right. They they didn't obey from the heart, as we were talking about earlier, because they didn't know all the truth. And when they came to an understanding of all that truth, they were baptized again. And so there is a sense in which someone might need to be baptized because their baptism wasn't proper. Their their baptism wasn't based on a true understanding of the things taught in the Word of God. And we got a lot of people in in, in that situation in our world Uh, there there are people who need to be baptized again because their first baptism wasn't proper. But if your first baptism was proper, you do not need to be baptized again. All right. So this may be a shocking statement. You do not have to be baptized. But don't forget this big qualifier, the big if. The if would mean that if you're not accountable, you don't have to be baptized. If you have not ever sinned, although we know that's not the case. But you, if that was the case with you, you wouldn't necessarily need to be baptized, however it is the right thing to do. If you're not willing to repent and change from your sins, then don't worry about being baptized. It won't do any good. If you've already been properly baptized, don't worry about being baptized again. You don't need that. But, but if you are accountable and you have sin and you're willing to repent and you've never been properly baptized the first time, we would sincerely ask you the question that was asked of Saul of Tarsus in Acts 22, verse 16. What tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And so, if none of those qualifiers that we mentioned apply to you, then that leaves you in a situation where you should be baptized. You need to be baptized. Baptism is for the remission of sins. What's your situation this morning? Have you ever been baptized in the name of Lord Jesus Christ? Have you properly submitted to that very simple gospel plan of salvation? Hear, believe, repent, confess, be baptized for the remission of sins. If you've never done that, we hope you'll make that decision without delay. If you're a Christian already, but you've fallen away. Remember, we just talked about that so-called second law of pardon. If you're a Christian, but you've fallen away, come back to him in repentance, confession, and prayer. If we can help in any way, let us know while we stand and sing this song.